good start. Yeah. Alright. We're good. Cool. Join us on the casting couch here. Oh, please don't. Nope, 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 nope. I'm going to sit over here. I'm going to shout. Oh, God. Now you're doing that. Okay. Uh, all right. I got my note cards. What the fuck? Laptop's dead. Oh, that's right. That has a technology curse. Yeah. Yeah, he was telling me a little bit about it earlier. Like, laptop, this is the second time this year that I've killed my laptop. My Kindle is officially dead. I've had to change phones. I've killed two air conditioning units. Um, all of my friend's Wi-Fi on their phones goes down whenever I'm near. Jeez, you are not allowed on my sets. <laughs> yeah. No. Like, it, there was a span of about four months where it was just everything was breaking. And now it's just kind of settled into, like, once every two or three months, something will break just to remind me that the curse is there. <laughs> so Just to make sure you don't get comfortable. Exactly. Oh, God. All right, you guys ready? Yep. <laughs> you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> Starting. Welcome to Justice Losers, the podcast where we talk about pop culture media, namely movies, TVs, and comics. I'm your host, Preston, joined as always by my delightful co-host... Batman. And... Andrew. Drew. Oh, Super really Andrew. I got a name, honestly. <laughs> I mean, I don't have a name. I'm just Preston. Okay. Yeah. Then there we go. We're joined by our, our, my roommate and friend, Andrew. Uh, he is... Tell us a little bit about yourself briefly. Um, I am a semi-professional and film student uh, working out of Oklahoma City. Uh, you know, I've been on three feature films so far, a handful of commercials, so yeah, we have him on as the uh, resident expert in actual film things. And that'll make a little more sense when we get to the actual episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but until then, Matt, what should people do? Like, subscribe, and tell a friend. That's the thing. Wait, and in we'll do that in the more. Or an I, enemy. I, tell I like an enemy. It. We're that bad. <laughs> I, I like it. I think it's got a nice rhythm to it. And then I can be like, specifically, check out our... What did I say last week? Twitter? Check out our Instagram. There we go. Yeah, I just posted, posted something about... on Instagram today. Okay. Yeah, so... We've posted about seven pictures on there. So. Eight. Oh, man. Eight. Eight. Yes, we have eight followers and we have eight posts. Hey, that's pretty good. I'm going to try to keep those in line. All right, let's do it. It's the better version of the, the Twitter promise. All right. Which, you know, still stands. We just need another follower. Exactly. So for fuck's sake, follow us on Twitter. Get on it. So we, we got two in there. We got the Instagram and Twitter plugs. Yeah. Uh, news? Really briefly? What are we skipping? Oh, well, shit. Uh, what you been up to? Yeah. <laughs> nice going there. So, Andrew, just just so you know, this is a little section that we talk about, like, what we've been up to, which is basically anything that you've been doing, typically, like, movies or shows or books you've been reading or okay. music you've been listening to, blah, okay. blah, blah, all, all that stuff. Yep. Gotcha, gotcha. So, Matt, yep. what have you been up to? Uh, well, to go back from what I was talking about last week, I've been watching more of Ozark Season 2, which okay. still good. I'll give a full report when I actually finish it. Okay. I uh, finished Jack Ryan, which is a solid show. It's not perfect. It's got some pacing issues, a couple subplots that kind of go completely nowhere. Okay. But, like, the main story comes together really well. It's a fun, like, sort of espionage action type thing, and the characters are really likable. So, yeah, I'm excited for season two. Is it confirmed for season two? I don't know if there's an official confirmation. Confirmation? Confirmation. <laughs> I talk good today. Uh, but the end of season one ends with a hook that is pretty much like, yeah, we're doing a season two and it's going to be a Russia thing this time. Is it a game is on kind of thing? Kind of. It's, it's not quite Joker card at the end of Batman Begins level, but it's like, yeah, we're doing a season two. Okay. Uh, is that all you've been doing? 
Uh, no, I also watched Hecker High Water, which is not what that movie's actual title is. Oh my god! <laughs> like, your refusal, that hell or is literal, like, is the place. It's also the, it's also the actual title, I'm just saying heck for the joke. Like, I actually will say the title. Well, you can heck off, sir. Alright. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah no. the actual title is Fucker High Water, so. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's really good. It was kind of the last major taylor sheridan project i hadn't seen yet keep talking uh, i'm gonna go turn the fan on okay go do that <laughs> two weeks in a row yeah you gotta get on that man uh yeah so it's good basic story is uh ben foster and chris uh almost said evans but pine a uh, couple of bank robbers in uh west texas and jeff bridges and gil birmingham are the grizzled old texas rangers trying to take them down um it's definitely a Taylor Sheridan movie. He wrote it. He didn't direct it. But it's so like... For the people who out there who I don't know their names, but people who might not know what it means by a Taylor Sheridan movie, what does that mean uh, well, he's for a, those people? He's an up-and-coming writer and director. He did uh, wrote and directed Wind River. He wrote... Great movie. Great movie. One of my favorites from last year. Um, he wrote the screenplays for both Sicario movies. Uh, he did, he's doing Yellowstone. Um, he did something else that's escaping me right now, I think. Was no, Hell or High Water. That was the one. Yeah. <gasps> he I'm said it. About. Yeah, no, I told ah! you. It's part of the title. It doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't wait till there's a movie that has fuck in it and I can finally hear Matt say fuck. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to be doing this eventually where like, I'll go through and find all the, all the non- curse word like out of context thing so like when he says mm-hmm. dick grayson i can take that clip of him saying dick and <laughs> yeah, now he's just not gonna he's gonna be richard grayson <laughs> yes he's gonna be master richard master richard <laughs> yeah no hell or high water though it's a really good movie it's definitely got some bleakness like the whole taylor sheridan postmodern western type of deal but it's surprisingly really funny Oh, yeah. Like I, movie. I busted out laughing several times, which I was not expecting to do because I've never done that on Taylor Sheridan stuff before. He's always like, "Oh, okay," um, but yeah, great movie, highly recommend. Okay, um, and then also Iron Fist 2.0 is out oh, shit. today. Shit! Ah, oh, fuck! I have yeah. to watch that. Yes, you do. <laughs> fuck! So, I have to, wait, hang on. Before that, I have to go watch Jessica Jones season two. And Iron, or, uh, fucking Power Man, uh, Luke Cage, got it, eventually, uh, season two. And Punisher. I gotta finish Punisher. Gotta finish Punisher. Punisher was good. Like, those yeah. Other... <laughs> Punisher was fucking great. I yeah. am so far behind with Netflix stuff. He's, he's struggling. Yeah, so I watched the first episode of Iron Fist 2.0, and I think, like, of the three big problems with the first season, which were bad story, existing, bad main character, existing, bad and action... Existing. It seems like they've got um, the main character down much better. Finn okay. Jones is much less annoying. He's, oh! He's deepened his voice a little bit, which has surprisingly really helped. So he's like, wow. I am the immortal Iron Fist. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's... I am going to open this door with my fists. The first season, he had Listen, sort of like he this... He has to tell the door that he's the immortal Iron Fist first. <laughs> he says that like every 15 goddamn seconds. Oh, I know. I know. Uh, I will ha- I'll have to show you our 30-minute rant. We had an episode. What was the... Oh, it was the episode on the menu, which right. is Marvel Extended Netflix Universe. We've coined that. That's right. Um, and we talked about everything except Iron Fist, and we ended the episode and then just bitched for like, it was at least an hour. Yeah. Of just complaining about everything Iron Fist. Yep. Okay. It was We're great. aware. 
<laughs> we are yes. very aware. It is a bad show. The first season was bad. The second season, it looks like they've gotten his character right. He's better written and better acted. And they've also, it looks like they've got the action to at least adequate. There's some really solid stuff going on just right. in the first episode. So, uh, don't really know where the story's going yet. I mean, we got some threads. We'll see who tugs on them and where they go. But yeah, it, I'm, I'm optimistic. It looks like it's off to a good start for me. Cool. That's all I've been up to. Uh, what have I been up to? I watched a couple more episodes of Game of Thrones. Oh, this is what I've been up to. Uh, I've been reading New Teen Titans again. Mm-hmm. Uh, I... <laughs> so, alright. To give a little backstory, Andrew moved in recently. Like, moved, moved into the house that I've been working on. Yeah. And it was like a month ago, actually. It's been a few weeks. A yeah. few weeks. But, uh, he... I, I epitomized what I now call Prestoning. Where if someone asks me, a, if someone asks you a yes or no question about the thing you're super passionate about, and then you hmm. proceed to talk to them for thirty minutes about something that they just want a yes or no answer, <laughs> uh, that is precedent. And I did that to Andrew uh, because one of his friends asked him if I had the Nightwing run. Which, if anyone who knew me asked that question, I would be very offended uh, because it's Nightwing. Uh, so I said, yes, I do. And then proceeded to go. I also have the new, the, uh, early two thousands run of Nightwing, which was like, they had the four issues of Nightwing and then it actually like developed into a full, uh, mm-hmm. a full run, which side note was, uh, was penciled by Shane Davis who follows us on Twitter. Oh yeah. Yeah. The Nightwing artist follows mm-hmm. us on Twitter. He's one of the, why? No I don't know, <laughs> but it's fucking awesome. I think maybe it's like my obsession with Nightwing and maybe he's following things that maybe there was like an algorithm that led him to us. I don't know. I don't know. Um, Regardless, if but, you're listening, Mr. Davis, plug us to all the people that listen to you. Do people, people read his stuff. Read whatever. I think he's actually maybe working with Marvel. he is trying to talk to the people that listen to him and that's just not translating. <laughs> <laughs> like the pages just the pages so quietly. Uh... <laughs> But so I did that and I was like, I also had the early 2000s and then also look at this. It's the, uh, Christ on infinite earth. This is like what his costume used to be, used to look like in the, and I pressed into him. So basically my goal right now is to build my Nightwing arsenal for when I actually meet that friend. And so what Nightwing's first appearance is in, uh, new teen or the tales of the teen Titans, number 44. And that is in volume seven of the New Teen Titans. So I spent a fuck ton of money on the New Teen Titans. So I went from having the first volume to seven volumes of New Teen Titans. Uh, and I'm working my way through it. So I've been yep. reading that. Uh, I also, it also, I just was reminded by reading the first uh, volume of why Deathstroke hates the Teen Titans so much. And I posted the, I posted a collage of all the panels that are kind of like the main thing about that mm-hmm. but imagine this grant wilson who is slade wilson's son is on a bike and he's like riding along and uh slade wilson's like hey careful not to stick anything in the spokes of that bike or you'll die and he's <laughs> like okay dad fuck you and then he looks over and he's like hey look the teen titans and the teen titans have a stick and he goes i want that stick Grabs the stick and then shoves it in the spokes of his bike. Bike flips and he dies. Slade Wilson runs over and goes, Oh no! That stick belonged to the Teen Titans! Curse you, Teen Titans! That's basically what fucking happens. Yep. Grant Wilson is an idiot, kills himself, and it was indirectly caused by the Teen Titans. 
And now Slade Wilson is on a very long journey to kill the Teen Titans. Yeah. I'm completely with Slade there. Like, <laughs> listen, killing a bunch of kids is way better than admitting you were a shitty parent. Like, <laughs> you got a point. To be yeah. fair, Grant Wilson didn't know he was his parent at the time. He was like, but you're Slade. Deathstroke the Terminator. My dad used to tell me about you all the time. Fucking wonder why. <laughs> hey, there's this really cool guy. It's, it's like Bruce Wayne telling people is like hey batman's really cool <laughs> which he does actually he sponsors batman incorporated which is anyway uh so that's what i've been Careful, up to he's about to preston us. he's about to preston yeah, you guys it was kind of happening for a minute <laughs> and then pulled back. well to be fair this is my chance to do it yeah yeah that's right. my purpose on this podcast is to be the dc expert yep matt's the one that knows the rest of the stuff about everything else which is kind of funny because i don't actually know much of anything about anything at all so yeah i don't really quick know what's your middle name Yep, knew it. Crap, I forgot the sticky note. I keep it with like my full name, social security number. I just keep it on my forehead so I can double check. But it goes missing every couple days. Yeah, you know, it's it's really annoying. <laughs> it's like there's like eighteen hundred people out there with with a sticky note of your And they're just failing at stealing your identity yeah. because they yeah. think your first name's your middle name. <laughs> well they they try. They try and they're like No, they they're oh, actually this is, this is sad. Actually your back. your identity's totally fine because they steal the identity from the previous person who stole the identity. Oh. So it's just in this never-ending, like, uh, trail of stealing identities. So they never actually have a chance to do something to fuck up your life because someone else steals oh, okay. it before they have a chance. That's not how identity <laughs> You know what? <laughs> how do you know? Are you an identity thief? Yeah. Okay. That's exactly what an identity Rufus. thief would say. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. We'll last name. Yeah. Andrew, what have you been up to? Um, I, so I've been catching up on Better Call Saul. Uh, mm-hmm. That's been pretty fun. Good. I've been rewatching Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood for like the twelfth time. I think this is number. 12. That feels excessive. Listen, I've rewatched that show like every year since it came out. I fucking love it. Um, you know what's excessive? I, I know what you're gonna say, and I'm just. What am I gonna say? Ten years. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I've been reading The Alchemist, which is. A Entirely different. It's book. entirely different. I literally was just because I, I knew you were watching Full Metal Alchemist and I saw you were reading The Alchemist. I'm like, I wonder if those are connected. Nope. Your, your character, your D&D character should have been an alchemist. He does. Kind of is. He's a yeah, druid. There's some, there's some elements to it. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> elements because like that's what alchemists God! Do. <laughs> so Damn it, Matt. What, I, I know what those other two things are, but what's The Alchemist? The Alchemist is a book by Pablo. Oh, fuck. I'm going to butcher his last name. Um... Pablo Kahula. Okay. Kahula? Um, Kahula? Pablo Kahula? I, I don't think that's how it's pronounced. Probably not. Um, <laughs> and it was just this novel um, about the... It's it's really just a book about, like, achieving your destiny. Okay. Um, it's just this shepherd meets an old king, gives him some rocks, and is like, hey, go find the pyramids. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I like it. Yeah. Uh, would anybody, recommend it. Any last comments on what you've been up to?s I don't know, just work. I've been listening to. I've been weirdly listening to Kachi on repeat. I don't know what that is. She gave me Kachi all night long. Still don't know what that is. Okay, I'll play it in the car. If we're talking music, I've been listening to a fuck ton of Mac Miller, and then today broke my fucking heart. Well, I guess that'd be a good segue into our news segment. Oh, yeah. To start it off really depressingly, Mac Miller overdosed today. 
It's very sad. Yeah. He's a amazing art. Like I, his music is good, and also like he's done a lot for like allies. At least I don't know. I'm I'm an ally. I'm obviously not in the community, mm-hmm. but like I, from my perspective, he seems to have done a lot. I tend to think think of myself as an Axis man more myself. <sighs> So actually, I have no idea what you're talking about. What's allies? Well, allies of LGBTQ. Oh, like he's done okay. a lot speaking out with gotcha, that kind of gotcha. stuff. Yeah, yeah, okay. yep. yeah absolutely. Yeah. Yep. So, Tragic day. On the bright a... side, now I know who he is. Yeah. 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 Fucking so, Matt. There's that. Great musician. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, Started off very frat rappy, and then just like ended up making his own. Like, there's honestly not a whole lot of other artists that do his style. Okay. Which is fucking great. I might have to check them out then. Um, it's very jazzy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I really like jazz, so yeah. it might be a good spot for me. Speaking uh, of people who died, Burt Reynolds. Burt Reynolds also yeah. went. Yeah. Yep. Which is tragic. Best known for his cameo appearance on Archer. Really? That's not true. Best known for that. <laughs> really? No, he's best known for his role in Friends. Ah. Oh, Was yeah. No. Friends? Good point. I wouldn't know. I haven't the seen Friends. Unwashed swine. What? Do you not have... <laughs> A encyclopedia-like knowledge of friends. Do you know what my encyclopedia-like knowledge is? Thought we were going to avoid it this episode, but nope, he's going to say it. It's Marvel. Oh, yeah, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) Damn, you played the new Man Spider game? Huh? Have you played played the new Man Man Spider? Only on Xbox, man. Oh, what was it? Oh, the Human Spider. If we're going on the Sam Raimi. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, get those snaps, get those points and snaps. Oh, yes. Uh, what else is there? Uh, well, I just saw that Avengers 4, John Slatter reportedly returning as Howard Stark. The yep. fuck are they doing with Avengers 4? We haven't the faintest. I think they're just throwing a whole bunch of random bullshit. Like, I saw another thing. It's like, hey, another beloved character is going to rise from the ashes. It's like, okay, obviously they're saving everyone's life, curing death, the fuck ever, but stop! <laughs> <laughs> I just, I have a feeling they're shooting like six hours of footage and they're just going to be like, okay, we need to find a good movie somewhere in here. Yeah. Just, they're shooting way more than only six hours of footage. <laughs> I end up with six hours of footage, and I make, like, really shitty small films. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to have, like, hundreds of hours. Okay. But, like... Correction. They're going to edit it into a six-hour movie and then be like, okay, what do we do with this? Yeah, the, I, they should do what I said that they should have done with, a, like, Infinity War, where, like, they film a whole bunch of extra scenes and basically give away the quote-unquote, quote, sorry, quote, un, fuck, hell. Let's try this again. What, what was that? I was just curious if that was picking up. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they should, like, film a whole bunch of things and then in uh, a trailer reveal the, quote, plot, unquote, but it's, like, completely unrelated to the actual movie. So everyone's like, oh, we know the plot, and then they go watch the movie and it's entirely new footage. And they should, like... Weird. They, they kind of did that with this one. They, they did, There was yeah. a bunch of stuff in the trailers that was not oh, in yeah. the movie. Yep. But, like, I they need... And they, I feel like they're just doing stuff where, like, people will show up on set just so that the news can be spread that they were seen on set. Oh, yeah. I'm sure there's at least a couple people <laughs> Listen, that have done that. I just want it to be a Hawkeye movie. This is a solo <laughs> film, just Hawkeye. Everyone else just is dead. It's just Hawkeye. Dude, how four hundred million like, dollar Hawkeye movie? Because he only shows up in Avengers movies. Yeah. yeah, kill off the rest of Avengers. You get a Hawkeye. You get a Hawkeye movie. Yeah, it makes sense to me. Oh, so they didn't kill off the, all any of the uh, original Avengers. Yeah, and this is true. But so. 
Hawkeye can kill them. There's time yet. <laughs> yeah. He can kill the Hulk. Well, his entire family gets snapped into dust. He just turns rogue and kills everyone else. Yeah. yeah there you go. Yeah. He's not entirely stable. He was absolutely taken over by the Mind Stone. Yeah. Like, yeah. immediately. Like, there was no fight. Yep. I just wish they did, like, comics Nightwing. Because I'm pretty sure there's a panel where he rips off his fingernails and throws Man, them. I wish they did comics Nightwing, too. Or not. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> All those bird people, man. I can't keep them straight. Uh, he, he should join the Birds of Prey. Except he's A, not a girl, and B, also not in the DC Universe. Well, those two cancel them out. So. <laughs> exactly. Uh, you know how much I would pay to watch a, them actually do the Birds of Prey movie? But Jeremy Renner, Jeremy Renner shows, shows up. up. He's and just like, there. <laughs> and they can't call him Hawkeye, but he's just like a dude in leather who runs around shooting arrows. <laughs> They call like, him, what are you, Green Arrow? No! They call him, like, Eagle Face or something. <laughs> Eagle Face. <laughs> Eagle Pupil. There we go. Oh, my God. Uh, what else is there? Uh, we got a couple of still images from Captain Marvel. That we did? I refuse to comment on that, aside from the fact that we got them, because who cares? Oh, man, yeah. we're going to talk trailer. about those single images of just her standing there. Well, I mean, we do Why know. Why do you think she's standing there? Can you believe that she has the ability to stand in this movie? I don't... That's not... That's not real. <laughs> so, like, we do know that the the green teal uh, suit is the uniform of the basically SEAL Team 6 of Nova, which is what she's part of, which is what that picture of them walking on the beach is. Right. Uh, obviously, it's the same scene that they come across the scrolls, which are very much... Uh, fuck, what was our comparison to it? Our, fuck. What do they look like? Oh, Star trek Oh yeah, the scrolls look really Star Trekky, where it's just Kinda like do. paint and a couple prosthetic ears. Yep. Um, so that I'm not excited for. That looks really bad. But basically, we're probably going to get like a full first act, kind of a Shazam thing, where we see where she gets her powers briefly, and then she's like off exploring and joins the SEAL team thing, and then they all die or they split their ways or whatever, and then she goes home and then paints her suit, kind of Iron Man style. It's like Iron Man, basically, where the mm-hmm. first act is his origin. And then the plot starts. Okay, so. I actually did hear that this wasn't going to be a straight origin story. Well, no, like That's, not a straight origin so. story. You get the origin briefly, and then it's just a story. I mean, isn't, you have to explain where she came from. Isn't that an you origin don't story? Have to. <laughs> I, ooh, mm, I don't Homecoming know. Homecoming didn't. We'll see, huh? Homecoming didn't explain. Where well, it's from. because he's had a million movies, and everyone fucking knows. Learn the lesson, Batman. <laughs> no, I don't. I disagree with that one, Preston. I need to see the Waynes get killed like, every time. Yeah, he really enjoys it. It's the he, old, like I don't even care really about Batman. I just like it. watching people die. And it's really creepy. And their killed, children just like crying. <laughs> oh god! With almost a vengeance, bloodthirst, and then I just turn off the movie. Yeah. We just need to like. They need to keep doing it, and we can see how artistic they get with it. Like, what they did in BBS, where he was, like, <laughs> rising from, like, the ground. When the bats... In the dream, when the bats raised me up. Yeah. Fucking that, super uh, artsy-fartsy and bullshit. I wouldn't even call that artsy-fartsy. I just call that bad. Fartsy? Yeah. Just fartsy. More fartsy than artsy. <laughs> Anything Zack Snyder touches is just fartsy. Ah, Watchmen. Come on. Watchmen's good. Watchmen's okay. Fuck you. Some people hate Watchmen. It's kind of actually divisive. Who watches the Watchmen? I watch the Watchmen. <laughs> we watches the Watchmen. We watches the Watchmen. Uh, what else is there? Uh, we got a little 15-second House of Cards season six teaser. I did not see that. Basically, just oh. establishing that they're killing off Francis Underwood off screen between yeah. seasons because no. that's what they have to do. Yeah, yeah. 
They should kill him really, like, real life on screen. Uh. <laughs> they just use the show as an excuse to plot his yeah. assassination. It's like, oops, terrible accident on set, but it looked really good. Uh. Yeah, we'll print it. <laughs> we'll send it out. Works. Yep. I love how serious the show thinks it is. It's like... Listen, yeah. House of Cards is a good fucking show. It had a good first season. Yeah, the first season uh, was good. I yeah. got lost. Jumped in the, the shark one. really quick. Yeah, it did actually. <laughs> yep. Um, speaking I... of teasers and trailers and stuff, we got a Halloween trailer. Oh yeah, we got another one. Looks pretty we? spooky. Oh, thanks, Matt. I don't know anything about the, the slasher movies, so I can't really comment as to if it feels like a good movie or not. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, Swamp yep. Thing cast Crystal Reed as Abby Arcane, which is uh, Swamp Thing's wife, which you should know from yeah. the comics. She first appeared in, like, what, Swamp Thing 4? Yeah, she's been around a long like, time. Like, really early. Yeah, she's very established Swamp Thing character. I don't believe she was married to him at the very beginning. No, she was definitely not. Uh, What else is there? That's all I got. Uh, We also got a BoJack Horseman Season 5 trailer, which for some reason also looks spooky. <laughs> Uh, I completely missed for forgot to type this. Uh, guess who was cast as the Witcher, Matt? Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill. Yeah, that episode did it. <laughs> Our episode last week did it. We did it. We got him cast as something. <laughs> Only us, not the we fact did. that he's that was, an amazing yes. actor and a gorgeous man. And has you probably guys been talking like about. a little seance for Henry. We did a giant a long. Like, he did a long running joke. Basically, we were like doing our cast choices for Killer Be Killed. And every single character, he would, like, recommend Henry Cavill. Yep. Because I love Henry Cavill. Yeah. Well, we both love Henry Henry Cavill's yeah. an awesome man. Yes. Um, but, yeah, no, fucking, it, that was a fan cast. That is one of the few examples that I've seen of a fan cast actually happening. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Boss Logic. I don't know if you guys know who Boss Logic is. He does yeah. a lot of the fan art, yeah. like, yeah, yeah. fan casting art, stuff like that. Um, and he did it months ago. And now, like, he actually got a shout-out from Henry Cavill. was like... Thanks for the help, man. <laughs> nice. Speaking of uh, Kill or Be Killed casting, watching Iron Fist made me think that the girl that plays Colleen Wing would actually make a great Lily. Yeah, I could see that. I could see it. Uh, also, I didn't realize that Why the Last Man was being filmed for uh, FX. Yeah. Why the Last Man is another Image Comics that I am going to read, and now that I know they're making a show about it, I'm going to read it sooner. Yep. Uh, so that just shot to the top of my read list. Okay. Yes. Uh, Ooh, speaking of FX, have you guys watched Legion? I, it's on my list. Oh, Seen the first season. I love Legion. First so season's much. great. Yeah, can't I've, I've, speak to the second season from what I've heard. Yeah, but it's pretty great. There's I hear a good great things. dance scene in the first episode. That's what I heard. Oh Jesus! Check it out. It's a really bizarre show. Oh yeah. No, oh, I mean, I'm I'm familiar with what Legion is, so like I can't imagine it not being bizarre if they stick to comics. Yep. Which uh, it's, it's much better on acid. I hear. I mean, Thanks. Everything's better on acid. <laughs> well, not being dead. No, if I was gonna die, I'd rather die going. Deja vu. I feel like we've had this conversation. Have we? I Have feel we? like I don't know. Just that bad. Uh, the beats of that conversation really seemed familiar. Yeah, we talk about <laughs> well, dying a lot. So, <laughs> well, that explains that. <laughs> uh, all right. That's pretty much all I've got. All right. I got a couple more Sonic things. the Hedgehog movie release date moved up. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, you love your Sonic. Absolutely. I mean, <laughs> Gotta go fast. It'll never be as good as the original movie, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> oh. Uh, uh, the, the popular Oscars has been canned, at least for this year. God damn it. 
Yeah. Pushing that back. Yep. People were like, oh, this is stupid. And so they're like, the we need to do more research. Fuck them. You don't know what is popular. So. <laughs> <laughs> they really don't. They don't know what's popular. Uh, anything else? Um, I'm going through my. They still don't know who's going to direct the new James Bond movie. Uh, there was a. Who is she? Uh, S.J. A... Clarkson yes, is on the list. Yep. Because um, she's also attached to Star Trek Four, and so now she's a big name. Uh, Bart Layton, who directed American Animals. She hasn't even directed it yet. Why is she just a di- big name? Because she's attached. It's Hollywood. Yeah. yeah. And she also, she did some of Jessica Jones. She's okay. pretty well attached to that first season. Um, so Bart Layton, who did American Animals, was another name that people are tossing around. And uh, I'm going to mispronounce this, but Jan Demange who did 71, which I really, really liked. It's Jorn Bedarge. Jorn Bedarge. Okay. Thank you. Uh, and he's also he also directed White Boy Rick, which comes out in like a week, I think. Oh. Huh. So, uh, yeah, there's like, at this point, eight names or something that are being thrown around. So, <laughs> I'm going to say something know. that the audience and you guys might just hate me for. I don't give a shit about James Bond. Okay. I, just I don't wanna, either, really. I just want to see new movies. I've seen... Come on. I'm working my way through them just so I'm a little bit more cultured, but like I it's not really my like giant cup of tea. Yeah, I mean it's so like, to speak. The Daniel Craig ones are great. Because it's British. This is true. But except um, for Spectre. Yeah. And Quantum. Which oh, I, I maintain oh, is, is underrated. Oh, Spectre's but... not. Fuck, okay, not Pierce Brosman. Brosman. Uh Brosnan. Brosman. Brosman. I said it twice too. Uh what are some of the other early actors? Connery? No. Roger Moore. Was it him maybe? One of them, one of one of the James Bond actors got cast uh, in Doom Patrol. The DC universe, like the DC universe hmm. original shows, are getting some pretty big names. Well, it wouldn't be Roger Moore because I'm sure he's dead. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, it'd either be Brosnan or it's not Dalton. Brosnan. Uh, Doom Patrol, fucking uh, f- fucking Doom Patrol. Uh, what was uh, James Bond? <laughs> Bond. There we go. That'll get me the name. Yep. Uh, Timothy Dalton. Yep. Okay. Got cast as the mentor guy. Okay. They're getting some big names in there. Yeah. It's pretty impressive. Of course, it's Warner Brothers. They've got a fuck ton of money. Yeah. I mean, so they they're if they if they if they think this is gonna work, they're gonna funnel some money into it. Yep. Uh, course, any other news? Seems like they're doing that. Because we're at thirty minutes. Uh, in the meantime, on James Bond. Since that's probably getting pushed back, uh, Daniel Craig is going to do a sort of a crime thriller movie with Ryan Johnson. Oh, called cool. Knives Out. So okay, Fun. that'll be that'll be good. I really like Man, Daniel Craig. Like I really like Ryan Johnson. Movie. I, I'm yeah, yeah. That. <laughs> careful, he might ruin James Bond. <laughs> uh, did, or, did, I'm sure did, people you got what I'm, I was saying. I'm, yeah, I'm okay. Sure people, you looked so, at me really confused for a listen, second, and that then that whole thing pisses me off. Me so. too. <laughs> God, fuck. Fuck people who don't like Ryan Johnson. I love Ryan. Anyway, all right. Anyway. Uh, so what's the topic for today, Matt? Uh, Why do a... I always go to you for the topic? Uh, I don't know, because I'm usually the one who has it offhand, I guess? Maybe. I mean, I, I know, know what the, I know what the know, topic is. You know is. what it is. <laughs> I don't know. You're kind of the one that dictates the whole flow of the episode anyway, so <laughs> I guess that's probably the reason. I can't, well, I have the timer in my hand. Right. So like, I'm the one who kind of pushes it forward. That. It's like, hey, we got to get going. Yep. So, after this quick diversion, uh, yeah, so today we're talking about uh, movies or scenes or situations where the cameraman's the real hero because of our guest who does that stuff. He's a cameraman yeah. and is a real hero. We keep telling it. you not to do the vigilante stuff, but you've gone on and gotten two arms cut off. 
Yeah, you know, it really makes my job harder, but, like, my teeth have gotten really strong. <laughs> it also Your makes tongue in the... Bro- like, it makes it much more, much more of, like, an individual character then because there's like you know half dozen people out there in rubber oh, yeah, suits no. there's only one with no arms out there yeah. in a rubber suit beating up crime they're like man criminals. that shot was terrible but he didn't have arms so, like... <laughs> so it's like yeah, it's like it's it's like the uh, real life level of charming it's like look it's so charming we told you about the charming yeah, thing yeah, right yeah. it's just like it's so charming because if anyone with arms did that he would be fired immediately yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh. So yeah, so we're gonna be talking about sure. At least I have arms. (laughs) (laughs) If someone with arms did that, they wouldn't be getting it. Yeah. Uh, So we're gonna be talking about anything where the uh, the cameramen are the real stars or the real heroes. And I just want to start it off with the fucking Halo dive in Mission Impossible. Gosh dang it, that was what I was gonna start it off with. Yeah, it's a good one. (laughs) You guys like you people don't understand. Well, you probably understand, maybe more than us. Uh, So. For people who don't know, a halo dive is a high altitude, low open. So basically, you jump out of a plane that's really, really high, and then you open your parachute at the last possible minute, and if you don't, you fucking die. Yep. James, or not James Bond, uh, Tom Cruise actually did that. They Same did thing. it three times, and it, it's a long take. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, Henry Cavill didn't actually do it. Right, it's a stuntman. Because we oh, gotta man. save him. Yeah. We could, if Tom Cruise dies, the Scientologist will just resurrect him. It <laughs> yeah, it's actually a funny story about that. Um, Henry Cavill wanted to do it, and Tom Cruise stopped him. He's like, "No, you're not trained for this. I yeah. can't let you do this in good conscience." Yeah, good. Yeah, good for him. it's good for. Him. Uh, also, maybe it was more of like a, "Hey, don't do this because I want to be the one that did it." I, it's not implausible, but like, I think Tom Cruise is genuinely a pretty good guy. Yeah. Oh so. yeah, he's absolutely a genuinely good guy. I don't know. Why, I don't know why like. I understand it's Scientology is weird, but he's just a genuinely. Okay. There have been some instances that happen. Yeah, I like, know that's a whole thing. I know, but, but like he's a he's good come guy. around. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's impressive that he did it. More so, it is impressive that cameramen had to do a halo dive mm-hmm. upside down while filming and doing their job of filming. Yep, Andrew, what? would go into something like that what what are the millions of things that cameramen have to keep in mind when they're doing something like that um (laughs) i mean so what they probably would have done is can you do a halo dive with like someone strapped to your back i'm sure i'm sure you can do tandem so what they probably did is they had one guy tandem to the camera operator um just to purely care about the safety of the situation Uh because Mm -hmm. a camera operator's only job is the edge of the frames they just want to make sure that they're only showing what needs to be shown and that everyone's positioned correctly Mm -hmm. in the frame so there was probably at least two cameramen that jumped one you know the camera operator and then the first ac is the guy that focus pulls does that Uh, mean they they have a little. I know what it means because you've yeah, told yeah, me. Yeah. But they have a little remote control with a little dial, and um, it's basically remotely connected to the camera, and it keeps everything in focus. Okay. Because you can't actually use autofocus. You need someone that knows the movement, knows what's going to happen, to actually be doing that before a computer would ever pick up. Okay. That things are changing. Okay. So it's it's less of a reaction, more of knowing what's about yeah, to happen. Yeah, it's anyway. completely planned out. Okay. Like mm-hmm. you usually have like expo markers that you mark, like okay, at this second. Like, at this point, I'm going to be here, and then I'm going to be, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. moving. Is that something where the, uh, you said it was the AC, or not the AC, the, what's it called? 
It's AC. Oh, the AC. Okay. Camera. Oh, assistant camera. Okay. Is that something the AC could be like on the plane or on the ground to do it? Is that how long, how far a wireless would reach? Um, it really depends. Like none of the wireless stuff I've used would have worked for that. But also, I don't have Mission Impossible's budget. So yeah, that's might, true. <laughs> they might have some toy that I have no idea. Some exists. might say their budget is paramount. Ha ha. You get one more. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I wish Matt's seal of approval was still alive. I might have to resurrect it. Maybe make, uh, make it a baby seal of approval. So it's like a little bit. Yep. Okay. We might <laughs> do that. It'll grow up. Back to Mission Impossible. I can't imagine <laughs> being that fucking camera operator. It's got to be terrifying. Oh, absolutely. Like yep. being able to, like, it's hard to focus on your job just like on a normal day. Mm-hmm. Being like, I'm going to be thrown out the fucking atmosphere. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and also like the person, so... Considering the AC keeping things in focus, it's one thing to be on the ground and knowing person's exact movements. Mm-hmm. Air pressure and like uh, wind resistance can change in a moment. Oh, yeah. So, yep. at any given moment, with like how the speed they're going, Tom Cruise could have been a solid ten feet away from where he was supposed to be at that exact moment. Yep. So that person's reaction time had to be insane. Yep. Also falling at an insane speed into yeah. the into the atmosphere. Yep. And like <laughs> the most unbelievable thing about how they shot that is that they did it in three takes. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that like the... Well, because they had to do it or because it's expensive to get oh, up yeah, there. I'm sure. Yeah. And they had to do it. They it took them 3 days to do it because they had to do it at the right time of the day mm-hmm. to get that sunset, yeah. which by the way, that entire scene was fucking gorgeous. Yes. Have you seen I don't know if you went to I see it. I have not seen, seen it, it yet. I was oh. working like Yeah. I a I know I you said you wanted to see it, but you know, never had a chance. Didn't have a chance. But like that that whole scene was gorgeous and intense and like my heart was beating the whole time, partially because like they advertised the fact that he did that halo jump. Right. Um but like my God, those cameramen are excellent. Oh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> and, like, there's a lot of ex-military people that go into film, and I bet you those cameramen were. Uh-huh. Because, like, they're not going to train people just for that movement. They're going to yeah. find yeah. people that are already divers. Yeah, that makes sense. It. All right. Uh, what else is there? Um, I was going to talk about some crazy long takes, and that has to be hard for a cameraman to, like, orchestrate oh, yeah. that. So, what what long takes did you have in mind? Uh, one particular one that always comes to mind when I think of complicated ones is the car scene from Children of Men. I haven't seen that. I haven't you seen it either. No. Well, I was really hoping one of you two would have like, seen it. Should by we now. like pause it and watch it? <laughs> uh, maybe. I mean, let's, let's do that. I think that would be helpful in this episode to be able to see. So let's do that. Yeah. Stop. Damn. All right. So, long take? Yep. So I Thoughts? Just, I just made them watch the car scene from Children of Men, and I think it's a, a good argument for why it's my favorite movie. That I need to see that movie. <laughs> yeah, you do. I have no idea. I was convinced like the entire time, like, oh, this has to be they're just on a green screen nope. this entire yeah. time. But oh, I'm not entirely convinced that they're not. They're not? Really? Really. How the fuck did they shoot that? <laughs> Very carefully. <laughs> yeah, I can tell. There oh was a God. lot of aspects into that. Like, how many cars did they... How many, like, windshields did they go through? How many yep. wardrobes did they go through covered in blood? How many... How many yeah. times did they mess up the ping pong ball thing at the beginning so yeah. that they couldn't yeah. do the take? 
Damn, that would be a nightmare. Yeah. They probably, like, prepared to spend, like, at least a week on that one oh, yeah. scene. Probably. Oh, yeah. So, like, what would go into a, what goes into a long take? Like, what, what kind of stresses go into a long take from, the, from a cameraman's perspective? Have you done I mean, any long takes yet? Uh, personally, no. I mean, I've done some stuff that gets a little long, but it's usually cut in between. Mm-hmm. Um, there's never, there hasn't really been the pressure of, this is the only scene we're doing. Yeah. Um, what I'm doing tomorrow is going to be a long take, but. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, I mean, you know, usually as a cameraman, you just, uh, you pay real close attention to rehearsal. You just really fucking know what you're going to do. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of mental preparation that goes into that. What kind of, like, agility goes into doing that kind of long tape where you're in a car and you're going around, so it's not like you're in the front of the car filming. You're, like, going in and out of the car and then you step out of the car. Like, what kind of, like, is that something? I, if I were that cameraman, I would have just, like, I would have gone to the props department and been like, listen, can I just get a couple hours alone with the car? Just so I can figure out how the fuck I'm going to move around. Yeah. yeah. They do have, there's some sort of specialized rig built onto that and at least two cameramen involved in that shot. Okay. So, a lot of people crammed in that car. Yeah. Because like, at, my first thought was that it was just a, a jib arm going through an empty windshield with a remote head. Mm-hmm. But that wouldn't have worked unless they did that for part of it and then they took it off real carefully. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah, I don't know Bob. technically how it's set up, but I know that there's a cameraman in the middle and some sort of specialized thing, and I know there's one crouching outside on, like, a sideboard thing for part of it because the camera gets handed out okay. to him at some point. Okay, that makes yeah. sense. I've seen some stuff on how they put it together, but, again, like, I'm not really privy to these technical details, mm-hmm. so I don't speak that language. I can't really So that's insane. But, yeah. That's a lot of agility and uh, yeah. ability to fucking... Yeah work through that yeah uh what else is there before you've well, got a lot of long takes but i want to kind of get into some more situations where mm-hmm. cameramen are the real stars okay um one i have in mind is something that like your friend has a red camera oh yeah so shout out to uh jonah he uh he's a first ac up in the city that I've he like he's taught me most of what I know mm-hmm. honestly um as far as cinema production goes um and so part of his job is he's one of the guys that will pull the focus for a scene he's very good at that but like where he really shines as an AC is the way that he fucking builds these cameras mm-hmm. because like an AC's job is to take care of the camera in every capacity okay um like they a good AC I mean, well, an AC that's going to keep their job never <laughs> leaves the camera alone for a moment. Okay. Like, they will, they take it with them to lunch. If they're really fucking picky about it, they take it with them to the bathroom. Like, hmm. an AC is never to leave the camera. There's actually a woman here, I think it was a shoot in Kansas. Um, they were illegally filming on a railroad track, and a train was coming, and the tripod got stuck in the tracks, and she was just like... She's like, I can't leave the camera. I'm getting this out of here. Mm-hmm. And she ended up dying. Oh, good. That's how far ACs take their job. Again, cameramen are the real heroes. Oh, yeah. And that's actually one of the reasons why now um, a legal precedent has been set where directors and producers are liable for deaths on set. Uh-huh. Because they weren't before. The director and producer shouldn't have put them in that situation. Where, yeah, they now could there's a person die. dead because of that. Yeah. 
I'm pretty sure you just took another one of my anecdotes that I was going to mention later down in the episode. <laughs> well, what what anecdote? Like, uh, this be it a was, good time? No, this is not actually a good time. Okay. We'll get into it later. Okay. Uh, how long does it take to set up a camera? Uh, so, Jonah, his current... Because uh, you... Before that, like, you were in your room setting up your camera for, oh, yeah, like, an just, hour and a half. Just tonight for the dumb little shoot I'm doing tomorrow. I spent, yeah, about half an hour just putting it together, making sure every cable was wrapped in a way that, you know, it won't get in my way and mm-hmm. just everything is comfortable for the operator. Um, but, I mean, Jonah takes it a step further. He spends, like, eight hours every, the night before every shoot putting it together exactly how it needs to be. That is insane. And he makes it look fucking beautiful. Is that, like, a thing every day, or is it a shoot, like, every other um, couple, every So, like, days? at the beginning of the week, if it's a week-long shoot, okay. we'll do it the day before. Okay, so a shoot isn't technically, like, the, he doesn't the take, one He chunk. doesn't put it together and then take it apart. Okay. Okay. No, he'll, he'll <laughs> put it together. I mean, like, hopefully they don't... There will be instances where, like, if they're going to use a Steadicam or a jib, yeah. uh, he might have to take it apart, mm-hmm. because then it's too heavy in its current form. Yeah. Um, so those days suck. Because then, like, afterwards, he does a real sloppy job, because he just doesn't have fucking time. Uh-huh. He'll usually sacrifice, like, his lunch to put it back oh together. <laughs> Dude, Jonah's a fucking MVP. I love him. <laughs> um, yeah, no, he spends eight hours, and he, like, he wraps every cable to where it, like, isn't loose at all. Mm-hmm. Fucking zip ties everything down. And, like, he's building a red, a red Epic DMC2, which, like... Is a very good camera? Yeah. Yeah, it's a very good camera. (laughs) (laughs) What makes it so good? Um, Well, the reason you would use a red is if you want a higher resolution. I believe that one goes to 6K. Um, Why? Like, why? (laughs) Why shoot in 6K? Like, I mean, honestly, why 4K? (laughs) Well, so 4K is actually a resolution that we can perceive with our eyes. 6K isn't. The reason you shoot in 6K is for flexibility and editing. Okay. Because then you can punch into that image if you, like, wanted it a little bit framed closer. Gotcha. Um, If you wanted to run it through a stabilizer, you can because there's more detail, more points for Mm -hmm. the computer to pick up. And also, if you're doing uh, special effects, higher resolution means you can zoom in more and really make those details fine okay that's why guardians of the galaxy 2 was one of the first movies shot with the red weapon which shoots 8k that's why this like there's a huge noticeable difference in the cg quality mm-hmm. in between guardians 1 and 2 purely because of the resolution yeah being shot with a red weapon sounds really exciting and it is just for a completely different reason <laughs> <laughs> uh what else is there i've got a couple more but i don't want to like go through all mine matt what else you got um well, I was going to mention, I had one other crazy long take, which was Russian Ark, the entire movie. Is that entire movie a long take? Yeah. How long is the movie? Uh, it's like 80 minutes. Okay. How long is Birdman? Uh, Longer, but that's not actually one take. It's not actually a long take, but isn't it like four takes or something? I don't remember the exact number, but not many. It's very few. Yeah, it's very few, but there are a few like actual scene changes. Yeah. There was there was another movie recently, uh, Victoria, that was all one long take. Mm. Is mean, that about Queen Victoria? No, it's oh. a, about a girl who goes clubbing and gets roped into a string of robberies or something. Oh. Haven't actually seen it. And then there's also Gravity, which is... I, I hate Gravity, honestly. It's a <laughs> yeah, dumb, it just, it's a dumb it just movie. brings you down. Yeah, I know what you meant, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that movie does make me depressed. <laughs> 
Was that my second one? Yeah. That was good enough. I feel like that was good enough. It's You're fine. Yes. <laughs> we'll allow it. Yes. I mean, the listeners have tuned out. Oh, absolutely. No, the listeners that's tune out before they start listening. That's yeah. implying that they ever started. Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah. Um, background noise. But yeah, should we watch the entire movie of that right now? Yeah, let's just pause and do that. Okay. <laughs> so, so what makes that movie so impressive about being, despite the fact that it's a fucking 80 minute long take i just think about the amount of detail that they must have put in like orchestrating every second of that movie mm-hmm. and how many seconds are in that movie yeah yeah uh and then the cameraman like basically the movie is just um they go through the hermitage museum in russia and it's a whole bunch of like historical characters will come out and they'll talk about stuff and it's kind of just a hour and a half advertisement for the museum but <laughs> it's also just an impressive achievement and i think this this poor cameraman he has to walk around with these rigs can get kind of heavy right oh absolutely the one i built tonight is like it's on a tripod don't fucking act like <laughs> no, no, it's, it's, it's on a tripod but it is a, the i would put the exact same rig on like a steady cam. okay and like it's easily like 15 pounds which isn't terrible but like holding the, it for 80 minutes yeah yeah holding it for 80 minutes or like the red or um alexas are actually kind of heavier those are easily like 50 pound rigs Jesus fucking you get them all together yeah i can't i can't even lift 50 pounds look at my little noodle arms yep <laughs> i can lift 50 pound cakes and eat them that explains the noodle arms <laughs> Why would I have? I don't. I would have noodle no, arms would... if I ate fifty pound cakes. <laughs> that doesn't. I don't know where I would I was going not with have that. noodle arms. Yeah, no, they yeah. become kind of pastries. <laughs> <laughs> Look at my. I'm out of ideas. Yeah. Large pastry arms. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what well, else is there? Well, uh, Andrew had a long take. He was going to mention, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. In a uh, True Detective season one, have you, oh, have you seen it? I talked about that last week. Okay, yeah, the ten minute. The, oh my yeah. god. Yeah. That one is shot on a Steadicam, which for those who don't know, a Steadicam is like you wear this vest and there's a little like hydraulic arm. Or not? <laughs> it's not hyd. Well, it's usually spring loaded. Um, there are a million different versions of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically, you just have camera on top of at the end of the arm with a little pendulum basically just helps you keep it balanced mm-hmm. makes it a lot heavier but you have that arm right it basically helps center your gravity all to your back so it makes it a little bit easier mm-hmm. but in that scene that cameraman is like jumping fences yeah going through windows yeah that is an action scene. like yeah no that guy and half the action is behind the camera <laughs> yeah more than half the action Honestly, I would rather watch the scene of just, like, that guy. <laughs> like, I will I will not say that actors have it easy, because you look at, like, the effort they put into preparing for movies. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. But the moment the cameras start rolling, everyone else is the actual star. Yes. Like, I'm not going to say acting is easy, but it's definitely the easiest part of actually filming. Mm-hmm. I disagree with that oh, really? so much. Oh, yeah. Like, that's... Cr- it's so fucking hard what an actor does. Okay. Like... Well... I'm not an actor, so... To be able to, like, convincingly portray, like, all these complex emotions... You just pretend to be a different person. Yeah, but you have to... Like, see, you do it. You also can't I do all the time. My name's not actually Preston. Did you think my name was actually Preston this long? (laughs) But think about this. Like, you also have to pretend to be what someone else, what the director wants Wants you you to to pretend to be. Okay. And, like, a good director actually won't direct how you act. Mm -hmm. Um, That's a personal opinion of mine that 
the more directors I work with, I can tell what's going to turn out good and what's going to turn out shitty based on, like, if they let the actors kind of have their space to be creative mm-hmm. or if they're like, no, I want you to do it like this, do it like this, because that's just what they think directing is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, no, fucking acting is... Directing, more like direct-to-DVD. I think that was his last one. Uh, yeah, that was that was yeah. one too far. You are honestly, <laughs> damn it, you're off the podcast. That one Shit, just... <laughs> <laughs> fuck. All right, bye guys. Go <laughs> fucking scoot over and sit in front of my mic. How busy you got? Oh, you looked like you were adjusting where you were going to sit. No. Um... Okay, so I, I I'll I'll lay off of the actors on that one then. Yeah. Well, because I was. Um... In preparation for this episode, one thing that I did is I went through the list on Wikipedia of, like, all fatal accidents or injuries on film sets, historically, which is a fascinating read, by the way. Did you know that Channing Tatum got the skin on the tip of his penis burned off by boiling water? Interesting. Please tell me it was, like, on Magic Mike. It wasn't. It was The Eagle, which is, um, like, a sort of sword and sandals movie. Yes. (laughs) Callback! so uh part of this uh movie they're filming a scene where they're in a river or they're like crossing a river or something and so um because the water's really cold they had a bunch of like production assistants and stuff running around and what they do is they boil water and then mix it with water from the river and pour it on the actors between takes to keep them warm mm-hmm. and one of the assistants forgot to add the river water and so he just <gasps> poured boiling water down Channing Tatum's wetsuit fuck that guy <laughs> that guy was fired wow. Yeah, <laughs> fired yeah. as fuck. Yeah, absolutely. I've so. seen I've seen PAs get fired for way less. <laughs> if that guy kept his job, I want to know whose dick he sucked. <laughs> Not Channing Tatum. Not Channing Tatum. <laughs> well, he had to cool it back down. Maybe yeah. he did. No, it's like when you suck on like you're on a on a wound. Like when you cut some people like suck on the wound. That's yeah. what happens. He burned his dick. He's got to go. Oh, sorry. Oh. <laughs> Pardon me, Mister Tatum, if you would please. <laughs> As much as I want to talk about sucking Channing Tatum's dick. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Oh, God, moving on. (laughs) So, well, I was reading this whole article, and it was really interesting, the contrast. Um, So, they would talk about a lot of, like, movie star injuries. So, for example, on one of the Hunger Games movies, there was a smoke machine that malfunctioned, causing uh, Jennifer Lawrence to, quote, cough heavily. That was listed as, like, a... Bless her. Very next thing was, I think, that same example. I get borderline whooping cough once a year. And you know about this. Yep. Yeah, I get literal, like, oh, you'll you'll start learning about it. Like, once, once seasons change, every season change, I get sick. Yep. Okay. And like, so, and sometimes if it's a coughing one, I will start coughing so hard, it'll, be, it'll, come, it'll become a wheeze. And I will literally pull my tongue. Like, I will, like your, your tongue's a muscle. I will pull the back of my tongue. And it feels like I have strep throat and I can't fucking swallow for, like, two weeks. It's the worst. I oh, hate God. when the seasons change. Okay. Yep. <laughs> You'll just hear, and those are coughs. <laughs> yeah. It's really bad. Anyway. So, so that was that was a thing. And the very next example on the list was, I think, that same camera assistant that got hit by a train. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, there's... Jennifer Lawrence had some coughs. It's... Person got splattered by a fucking locomotive. But Jennifer Lawrence... Yeah. As much as I love her. Yeah. Not, like, not, it's trivial. Yeah. So it's like, I thought that was a really interesting kind of revealing thing about, like, how we treat celebrities versus the unsung heroes behind the camera. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, like, yeah, the movie stars get all the fame and the money, 
and the cameramen get hit by trains. Yeah. And, and I thought that and was interesting. Until that inst- incident, everyone would have just been like, oh man, that sucks. Let's keep going. Yeah. Now, like, the director and the producer will be, like, criminally charged with. Like, the, like second degree. Like, that degree. specific director and uh, uh, producer, I think they're on, like, murder charges. Okay. Because they're like, you put them in this situation, they died, you're. It's you're like a second degree murder. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, that's probably which, like, as a crew member, I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want there to be because, like, man, people fucking try and get away with so much shit, mm-hmm. just like treating the crew like absolute garbage. Like, I'm curious as to like monetary situations with diff- like the comparison between like the actors and the stars. Mm-hmm. So basically, like, a movie will pay for an actor's preparation. Like, they'll pay for like the trainers to get them in shape. But Sometimes. like, cameramen, you guys have to buy your own shit. Yeah. And the fact that some of that stuff can cost hundreds of thousands of dollars. Well, so there's a little trick to that. Um, the, and you don't have to buy your own shit. Like, a lot of times it's rented out. Uh-huh. Because, like, in a couple years, if you're a cameraman that spent, like, you know, $100,000 on a camera, like, five years, it's outdated. So, like, most of the time, unless it's something super specialized, it's just rented. But the cameramen that do buy their own stuff, they actually make a lot more money, and they actually get a little bit of a tax break because they can um, just write it off as a kit rental fee. Hmm. So instead of the movie okay. renting from a rental house, like, I have my own stuff, you can pay me more. To rent my Or you, you pay my company more, and you will get all my equipment. Okay. And okay. so that's how, like, a couple cameramen, I know I'm not going to name any names and get the IRS on my back, but... <laughs> um, but like yeah no that's how like they're they're like listen you can pay me a lower day rate as a cameraman i just want to say if the irs got on their back then that would mean we have a secret popular like listener fan base of the irs well i just don't (laughs) want to be on recording outing people oh yeah (laughs) um because then they could be used as evidence i have to testify and i have a busy schedule i can't do that you can't do that no Um, no definitely not (laughs) um so they're like you know hey pay me a little bit less on the books as an employee pay me more on a kit rental and I don't have to pay taxes on it. Huh. Okay. Because then they just write it off as a company yeah. expense. That's pretty, okay. that's pretty clever. Yeah. Nice. I think you told me about that. Yep, that's, I mean, because like, especially in fucking Oklahoma, you get paid shit as a crew member. I mean, mm-hmm. thankfully the cost of living is like nothing compared to LA. Yeah. Yeah. But, so like, you can, you can make it work You can here. buy a house for a month's rent in LA. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um... But, you know, that's how some of them make livings with yeah. families. Yeah. All right. Yeah. What else is there? Uh, well, I was going to say anyone that had to hold a camera and watch Finn Jones deliver that dialogue in the first season of Iron Fist, <laughs> they were suffering. <laughs> there's there's some shakiness of the camera because at some points the cameraman just goes... <laughs> no, they just they just had a straight up aneurysm and like a PA picked up the camera mid fall. <laughs> There's just like a string of dead cameramen like along along the path of the yeah, and then they used them later as extras. Like... <laughs> it's really oh cost effective. Uh, <laughs> Makes sense. Oh god. Ugh. Oh man, it must have been expensive to film that movie because every time Finn Jones would like act. The fucking <laughs> the lenses would shatter and have to replace the lenses. <laughs> Short circuit all the camera equipment. Yep. Like, God damn it. 
It's like the 18th camera for this scene. It's like every time he says, I'm the immortal Iron Fist, my memory card just burns out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, God. It's like the it's like the Iron Man is like, uh, when he takes it out, like we, in uh, Iron yeah, Man yeah. 2, when he takes, or 3, 2. It was 2. 2. When he takes it out and it's like completely burnt and mm-hmm. like charred that's yeah. what it's like you just see like smoke start coming out it's just like ah damn it <laughs> <laughs> well there goes the entire really good episode four looks like we have to reshoot it and it ended up shit the second time <laughs> that explains it that explains it we've solved the mystery <laughs> every time he says it it ruins an episode he said it a lot even in the ruined versions yeah yeah all right well any other i mean i've got a whole bunch of funny anecdotes from that oh. And also less funny ones. Uh, For example, the movie you've never heard of, Sliver, from 1993. I actually weirdly have heard of that. So have I. Okay. So fuck you. All right. (laughs) You presumptuous cunt. Well, I haven't heard of that. Woo! Got real angry with that one. All right, but did you know... Apologize for using the C word. I try not to use that. (laughs) Did you know that when they were shooting B-roll footage for that, um, they wanted some footage of an active volcano in Hawaii... And so they sent out some cameramen. Oh, no. And a helicopter crashed, like, in the crater. And the guys survived. They're, were, they were, like, trapped within 100 feet of, like, active lava flow with all the poisonous gas and stuff for, like, two days. Oh, my God. <laughs> they made it out okay, but, like... They should make a movie about that. Yeah. They made a yeah. movie about a guy getting stuck Dude, between a rock and another didn't rock. just set up the tripod and film this man die in a <laughs> volcano, then you didn't get leave. they better be fired. Talked over me slamming 127 <laughs> hours. Yeah. They can film a full movie about a guy stuck in a rock. Yep. They can make a movie about a helicopter crash and then being stuck with a volcano. Yep. Hopefully yeah. they film that at a volcano and it fucking as happens as again. As long as you cast Jake. <laughs> James Franco. Man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, they ended up losing all the footage. I think it fell into the volcano. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> How do you let that happen? <laughs> Your helicopter's crashing. What are you going to do? <laughs> oh my god. Uh, Wait, their helicopter crashed? Or yeah. The random, I thought it was a random helicopter. No, like, no like, they were there to film the volcano, and then just another helicopter just flies. <laughs> and then by happenstance, no. they just managed and to get stuck like, there. And they're just like, oh man, we're here. Yeah, we'll tell people about this. <laughs> no, they were in the helicopter, like doing oh, aerial footage God. of it, and it crashed into the oh, volcano. That's terrible. what a good. That's really fun to tell stories, though. Hey, I was in a helicopter that crashed into an active volcano. That pilot did not keep his job. Don't know if he kept his life either. Don't remember that. From Damn the it, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, pretty sure he did. What other uh, people died? So you know, uh, maximum overdrive. The movie where Stephen King did so much cocaine he forgets he made it. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I did he, not know that. He, yeah. decided, he decided to direct a movie, and he did. He was he was pretty into drugs at that point. And so he did enough drugs that he literally does not remember making it. That is amazing. Honestly, there are a few things I'd like to not remember making. So <laughs> maybe I should do more drugs. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> All right. Stephen King says do drugs, kids. Yes. There's our PSA for the day. Uh, but anyway, so they're, the movie's like everything mechanical comes to life and tries to kill people. And so they, yeah. they wanted so to like shot. So like half the movies in these in so it's just, this decade. It's just pretty scary, much. but like, again. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Why, Stephen King? 
I don't know. Matt's got his rant about Stephen King. I do. Do you also not like Stephen King? I like Stephen King just fine. No, I I feel like you said a lot of his stuff is overrated. I think some of his stuff is overrated. Uh, I feel like I remember you, after we watched It, you were like, yeah, a lot of his stuff, I like It, but like a lot of his stuff is way overrated. I don't think I said that. I don't remember saying that. You did too many drugs. That was clearly the I don't remember saying it. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But anyway, they... Kicked Andrew. (laughs) Nice. Anyway, they had a shot where there was a lawnmower that was going to like come at the camera and get pretty close, and they had it rigged so the blades were going like extra fast. And they needed to get it at like a weird angle, and so they set up like some wooden blocks to angle the camera right. Oh fuck! The lawnmower hit the wooden block and started like flinging off little slivers of wood, some of which hit the director of photography in the eye. Oh my god! Fortunately, he won an $18 million settlement from the production company. So I'd wear an eye patch for $18 million. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, like, permanently impaired his vision, and he's a director of photography. Yeah, that it's would kind suck. kind of important. That would suck. So, like a piano player breaking his fingers. Exactly. Or her fingers. Well, it's like, a, it's like a piano player being paid to go to a gig, and then someone walks out in the middle of the performance and just hits him in the hand with a hammer. There's, like, like an army hammer joke in here somewhere. It's like being is a, there? Is there yes, really? there is. There is somewhere, but I don't know where it is. So I'm just putting the the punchline out there. Uh. Okay. Yeah. All right. What else is there? Any other um, amusing anecdotes of people's death on the job? Matt? Well, I mean, there's always uh, Brandon Lee. Oh yeah. I mean, there were a lot of like actors accidentally getting shot. And yeah. Stuff. Well, Brandon Lee was like the one that caused the whole. It's legally required to have a gun wrangler on set. Oh, yeah. yeah. Because of that. You should tell that story for people who don't know. I don't know that. Oh, so, I mean, on the set of The Crow, um, Brandon Lee got shot because I can't remember if it was something got lodged in the gun or if someone loaded a real bullet into it. I think someone accidentally loaded a real bullet. How do you accidentally load a real bullet? Well, because before there wasn't a rule about not bringing live ammunition to set so but like dude people are fucking dumb and like yeah like honestly like the gun handler position needs to exist purely because everyone thinks that they're fucking toys so <laughs> yeah. they're just like oh man boo, 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 boo. because like especially <laughs> and then suddenly two cameramen and a pa are dead yeah <laughs> yeah no like yeah literally oh um, god Several people collapsed from heat stroke filming Mad Max Beyond the Thunderdome that does because not... it got up to almost 150 degrees Fahrenheit. Where do they film? Probably Australia. Oh, really? Yeah. Where? Okay. Uh, somewhere in Australia that's really hot. Oh, okay. I couldn't pronounce the name, so I didn't write it down because that makes sense. That's how I operate. If I can't pronounce something, I don't write it. <laughs> Your brain needs to be able to say the words. That's how it works. Man, it's surprising that you learned any words at all. I know. You were, just, <laughs> you were born with the vocabulary you have, and you're just like, yeah, it's good enough. Yeah, I know. It works for me. Oh, my uh, God. That's and amazing. Then the last one was that really stuck out to me was literally anyone that's ever worked on a Werner Herzog movie. Because that man is insane. Oh! He's really familiar. What is oh. he Oh! Uh... Fitzcarraldo, uh, Guire, The Wrath of God, Grizzly Man, um, Rescue Dawn. He's, See, he done... I don't know any of those. Okay. What's this guy's deal? He's also an actor. Okay. He was the, like, behind-the-scenes main bad guy in Jack Reacher. Um... Why is he killing so many people on his sets if he's such a nobody? 
he's not he's a, he's a really well-known like filmmaker um so he, he makes like a mix of documentaries and he'll make like actual story movies so uh Fitzcarraldo, for example is a story about a crazy man who wants to build an opera house in the middle of the jungle to bring culture to the natives um and part of the movie a big part of the movie involves dragging like a full-size ship over a mountain in the jungle and so most people just do that on a set in hollywood but Werner herzog is like nah we're just gonna get a ship and drag it over a mountain in the middle of the jungle and film it oh yeah i've heard about that yeah and so several people got hurt because dragging ship through jungle over mountain literally yeah so i missed all of what you said because you reminded me of another movie oh called roar yeah that was also on my list but i cut it but are you familiar with roar andrew no so basically they had this i don't know what the movie's really about but it's about a whole bunch of like wild animals Mm -hmm. that they got fucking wild animals oh over, I'm just going to re- really quickly read through the uh, cast and crew injuries Wikipedia thing. It's only like a few paragraphs, but it's a few paragraphs. Over 70 of the cast and crew were injured during production of this film. Cinematographer Jean de, Jean de Bont had his scalp lifted by, by a lion, resulting in 222 stitches. 220, sorry. Tippy Hendren received a fractured leg and also had scalp wounds. This occurred after an elephant bucked her, bucked her off its back while she was riding. She was also bitten on the neck by a lion that required a 38 stitches. This incident can also be seen in the film. <laughs> Melanie Griffith was also mauled during production, receiving 50, st- 50 stitches to her face. It was feared she would lose an eye, but she recovered and was not de- disfigured. Noah Marshall was attacked so many times that he eventually was diagnosed with gangrene. <laughs> I'm laughing at his misfortune. Uh, in one of those incidents, he was clawed by a cheetah and then... When protecting the animals during a bushfire that occurred in 1979. It was a 1981 film. <laughs> All animals that were evacuated, though it took several years for him to recover from his injuries. Due to the injuries, turnover was high, as many many did not want to return to the set. No fucking shit. Yeah. <laughs> so the lions also <laughs> suffered from illness that reduced their population. Ah, oh, poor lions that keep killing people. Also, I like lions. They're pretty cool. Yeah. John Marshall was bitten by one of the lions that required 56 stitches. In a 2015 interview, he con- uh, commented that the film's notorious tagline that 70 people were injured during the making of this film, saying, uh, I'm going to skip all that. Uh, Marshall's brother, Jerry, was bitten on the foot while, while wearing a tennis, shoe, tennis shoes on the set. He later jokingly said that the lion had a tennis shoe fetish. Assistant director Doran Copper had his throat bitten open. Uh, had his throat bitten open, his jaw was bitten, and one of the lions attempted to tear an ear off. He also he was also injured in the head, chest, and thigh, although it has been reported that the attack nearly proved fatal. In, uh, in a July 9th, 1978 edition of Santa Cruz Sentinel, printed a quote from a nurse describing his injuries as acute, meaning simply that, he, that they were sudden and traumatic. He was also reported as being conscious and in fair condition. Mm. That movie was fucking fantastic. Yep. <laughs> yeah, Never they, seen the movie, but holy shit. Yeah. They advertised it as no animals were harmed in the making of this film, but 70 <laughs> but, people were. Yeah. <laughs> they literally put that on the posters. Really? Uh, yeah. I mean, at that point, you kind of have to. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, That's those, their only no, those lions had some, had some illnesses. That's not injured. No animals were injured. Well, humans yeah. are animals, so fuck you. No, it's the 80s. All right. That's a pretty high note right. to end yeah. on. I'm just going to wrap this up by saying um, for anyone, you know, of the, how many of the listeners? Uh, I think we have a solid seven. Okay. If any seven of you, like, want to be on film sets, 
just know that there are, people will do anything to get it made, including put you in a ton of fucking danger. You gotta be aware of that, and you gotta be able to say no. All right, because that's how you avoid all this shit. Well, there we go. We actually got a real PSA out of this. Hey, don't go onto a set where there's a bunch of wild animals and 67 people have been mauled. I mean, it's even <laughs> or small things Zog. like them not providing you with water. Like, that's how those people all got heat stroke. Like, mm-hmm. I've, I've had blank guns fired in my face, and I walked right off that production. Ah, uh, you told me that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Fuck those people. Yeah. Absolutely fuck those people. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Wasn't that, like, a really bad set situation just all around? Oh, yeah, absolutely. It was, like, everyone was getting scammed. Yeah. Like, that's another thing. Like, especially in a fucking small-ass film market like Oklahoma, people are willing to take, like, people expect you to know nothing about how films are actually made so they just try and put all this shit off hmm. like literally every feature film i've been on has pulled a ton of illegal shit that fucks over the crew oh that's fun yeah want to say the name of those movies no <laughs> <laughs> no there's probably some pretty heavy people are smart enough to like lawsuit stuff there once i get my imdb set up you'll technically be able to deduce that for yourself but i'm not going to name anything uh, that's fair also we never said your last name so oh, well, there's a million andrews on there there are yep yeah i'm because i've said that i don't know if i want to say my <laughs> imdb <laughs> All right, uh, shall we? We shall. Thanks everyone for. Oh, yeah, okay. this, is, this is how we end the episodes. Usually, yep. shalsting. Yep. Yep. Usually, in very messy fashion like this. Okay. Anyway, thanks everyone <laughs> for listening to this episode about how cameramen are secretly the real heroes, and everyone on film sets is either insane or dead. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, man, that needs to be a t-shirt. I it's, need that in my. Everyone life. on a film set is either insane or dead. <laughs> Uh, oh, glorious! Yeah, maybe whenever we like actually become famous, we can make that our first T-shirt. That'd be oh, good. I, it better be. I okay. will buy that. <laughs> All right. Yes. Uh, yeah. So if you've got other moments that we neglected of, of cameraman abuse or noble heroism, please leave them on our Facebook page or our Twitter or send them to our Gmail. Uh, you can find us on SoundCloud and iTunes and wherever fine podcasts are sold. Uh, meaning anywhere that has an RSS feed, basically. So, whichever podcast app suits no, your fancy. Matt. I don't know how this works. Podcasts have an RSS feed. So, we, we have an official RSS feed. Okay. We can put that RSS feed into different podcast hosting okay. like, apps and websites and stuff like that to get them to play our podcast. Okay. I don't know That's how technology. super interesting. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, our, our, technically, our host site is SoundCloud. Okay. But our RSS feed is accessed by iTunes. Mm-hmm. And thus, uh, some other podcast apps will just take all the RSS feeds that are on iTunes or SoundCloud and put it on theirs. Okay. Uh, so that they can have that full database. Uh, some other ones, like the one I used, I had to go actually put ours in there. It would okay. be on there. Be on there. Okay. But yeah, no, if you guys have any podcast apps that you prefer and you don't want to like listen on SoundCloud or something, put it in the comments and I will figure out what I need to do to get it there and yeah. grow our listeners. Yep. Uh, yeah, so you can find us there. Like, subscribe, do the various things, leave reviews. Whatever the things are that make us more popular, do it. Including telling friends. Cause and enemies. And enemies. Especially the enemies. Especially the enemies. Yep. This Keep is, your enemies closer. And yeah. this is truly suffering for them. So if so. someone recommended this to you, that person fucking hates me. <laughs> Ooh, that's awkward because Matt. Or most of them are people that Matt and I recommended. Yep. Hey, yeah. you should listen to this torture. 
<laughs> Girlfriends. Yep. <laughs> it's okay. Hannah doesn't listen. <laughs> All right. Uh, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Justice Losers Pod. We also have an Instagram at Justice Losers Pod and a Gmail at Justice Losers Pod at gmail.com. Oh, what are we doing so, next week? What are we doing next week? I don't know. Something. We'll figure it out. You I'll got tweet a suggestion. Or... You got a suggestion. Leave it in one of those mediums. Otherwise, we'll tell you eventually. You're not listening now anyway, so it doesn't yeah, matter. It's too late. They tuned out like as soon as you said hello. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> no, as soon as welcome. Uh, okay. I never say actually say hello. Yeah, well, that's rude. I, I say welcome. Dare. Fuck you. We never, we never <laughs> pretended to be the polite podcast. Yeah, the yeah. PP. We're PP. Anyway, thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. No, 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 you have to say it. You have oh, to say fine. It. Bye. Bye! We say it four times. Always four. Always four. Occasionally a little more or less, and then we just make up for it on the next episode. Pretty much. <laughs>